Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope Discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. Get a beat, baby. Play state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark to jokes. And we gon' bring you that dope. Some talk with Erica, man, talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that Good evening, good evening. What are you bobbing to? Everybody, no, 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 no. I'm trying to keep myself kind of kind of loose, right? You know, because because I was I was in I was a little uh, little hurt earlier. I was in tears. So I'm trying to get my, you know, get my groove back, you know. What are you crying for? Cuz man, I hate Tom Brady, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Oh. Look now, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. we're not I'll gonna have right. no breakdowns on the air. Right. We're gonna cry in the car, okay? That's that's true. That's true. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go cry in the car. And, you know, when I leave here, y'all better watch out because my eyes gonna be blurry. <laughs> <laughs> well, good evening, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dope Discussions with your girl Erica and co-host Gator Live. It's me, it's me, it's Gator Pew. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? How y'all other doing than football, evening? other than football, how are you, Ooh, Gator? Other than football, I'm doing okay. I am blessed and highly favored. I am feeling pretty good about life, and it feels pretty good about me. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Awesome. Well, I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about tonight's show. We're doing part three of the Dear Single Mom anthology. Um, And tonight, well, the official book release was Friday. So yay for that. Yes. And today we are doing our bestsellers campaign. So everybody go out there and download a copy on Amazon today for $2.99. Let's make this book another bestseller. So that will make me a third time bestselling author. Three times, three times bestseller. Yes, yes, I'm very excited. And I am excited about the special guests that we're going to have joining us tonight. They are two co-authors from the Dear Single Mom anthology. We got Miss Stephanie Lee and Miss Latoya Gordon, who's going to be coming out to grace us with their beautiful presence and tell us their story of how they overcame and, you know, how they were able to 
overcome some of the odds and the statistics of being a single mom and sharing their story of how to encourage other women, other fellow single moms out there. So I'm excited about that. I can never get enough of encouraging and uplifting other women. Exactly. I mean, especially in our community, that's what we need. We need these stories out here to help make sure that people who may think that it's hopeless know that there is hope, there is a way out, and that there are other people just like them that look just like them who are making a difference. Yes. So before I bring the beautiful ladies out, I just want to give y'all a sneak peek. We have Miss Stephanie Lee, who's going to be coming out, and this is her beautiful face. This is the, the look of the book. It's Dear Single Mom Anthology. Go out on Amazon and download a copy. And then we also have Miss Latoya Gordon. Look how gorgeous. Just look how gorgeous these ladies are. Yes, they are. <laughs> you already know how I yes. feel. <laughs> oh God, no, let's not start. Let's not start. <laughs> Without further ado, let's bring out our special guest, Miss Latoya Gordon. How are you? I'm great. How are you all tonight? Good. Welcome to Dope Discussions. We are so excited to have you and chop it up with you tonight. You're you're part of the Dope Discussions family now, so you can't get away Thank from you. Me, okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Even though you're coming here from Tampa Bay tonight. <laughs> Did y'all watch the game? Did you watch the game tonight? <laughs> no. There wasn't a game. I don't no. know game, but game. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners. Tell them who you are and what brought you here. My name is Latoya Gordon. I'm originally from Mississippi, but I currently reside here in Tampa, Florida. I am a nursing home inspector for nursing homes throughout the state in Florida. Um, I am also the owner and CEO of LG Financial Services, where we provide tax preparation and credit repair services. But most importantly, I'm the mother son Landon, and that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Well, awesome. So our next special guest, we're going to bring out the beautiful Miss Stephanie Lee. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, how are you doing? Good. How are you today? Doing well, doing well. Well, we are so happy and excited that you decided to join us today. So tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about Stephanie. All right. Well, my name is Stephanie Lee. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. You're welcome. Um, as my fellow co-authors and hi, Latoya. Um, my name is Stephanie Lee. I am the owner um, of the Rose Brand. It's a branding and design firm here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm born and raised here in Georgia, so I'm a Georgia peach through and through. Yeah. Um, I also have so with the Rose Brand, we provide uh, marketing services for small businesses and um, entrepreneurs, and really help them uh, brand their company so that they can attract their ideal customer. Many times, you know, we do things based off of what we like. And so mm -hmm. we don't really think about what our customer wants. And so we we work with our, our clients to um, help them maximize um, the experience for their customers. And then I also have, um, I am a mom boss. So it's a blog in community, new community for mm -hmm. mompreneurs and just helping them. Cause I was 33 when I had my first child. I have a mm -hmm. two year old. 
So, you know, it's a bit of an experience <laughs> being an entrepreneur <laughs> and raising a child <laughs> at, a, at a later age. So, um, you know, I've been used to being single, no children, no responsibilities. And so, you know, I just want to give help and provide resources to other mompreneurs. All right. Well, awesome. I am so glad that y'all are here tonight. So we are going to be talking about this Dear Single Mom anthology. And I want to start with you, Latoya. What, um, how did you get connected with the project and what made you want to share your story about single motherhood? Well, when the opportunity was presented to me, I kind of reflected on everything that I've been through as a single mom. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had a story to share and that the story would definitely empower, encourage that single mom that just needed, you know, a little push, a little boost. Okay, good. So how did you get connected with Alandria? Where did you meet her? I found Alandria through Facebook. She had a group called the Single Mom Squad and mm -hmm. she presented the opportunity in that group and asked if there were any single moms that were willing to share their story with the world. And I agreed to be a part of the project. Awesome. Where well, your story is exactly like mine. I met her also through Facebook and then we've become um, very, very close friends through just that meeting through Facebook. So yeah, Facebook is the mecca of connections mm -hmm. and friendships and business partnerships. And Stephanie, mm -hmm. what about you? What made you connect with the project and what made you want to share your story? So I actually met Alondria through um, seeing some of her posts. I think we were in a different group together and then I just started following her. And then eventually she in, um, invited me to the single mom squad. And so I actually saw the invitation on a couple of different um, sites of hers. But um, I knew it was funny because I actually was reluctant to do it at first. Um, because I'm a very private person. So I'm like, I didn't, you know, really want to put it out there. But I realized that um, I did have a story to tell and I have an, an you know, an encouragement, encouraging testimony. So I wanted to share that with other women um, and other single moms. Yes. Similar to me, I, um, well, this is my third anthology and, um, I wanted to share my story of being a single mom because I think so many women, we have the same story, similar story. And if we never tell it, then we all think we're individual and we're, we're um, isolated and nobody would understand what our story is and what we're going through. And a lot of times we hide behind shame and, you know, embarrassment about our story when really our story is not for us is to help someone else, um, you know, see that we are more alike than we are different. And the first anthology that I joined with Alandria, that just opened up the window for me to say that, you know, once I started reading the other women's story, every one of those stories had a piece of my story in it mm -hmm. to where I felt so connected to the ladies. And I've been wanting to, you know, I've been excited about every anthology ever since ever since, because with every anthology, I've connected with more ladies and created more friendships, you know, and more connections than, than I thought possible with like-minded women. So, you know, it's awesome that y'all were able to do that and step out of your comfort zone. So 
what was how was it for y'all to become a first time author? Were you nervous? Like, were you worried about what friends and family would say about it? What were your apprehensions about becoming an author? I was nervous. And like Stephanie said, I'm a very private person also. And I don't, you know, like sharing what's going on in my personal life with people. But I knew that the story could occur. I think she froze. You back. Did you, you hear anything? Guys? No, it froze up. Okay. So what were you what was your answer? What was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what was your what was your apprehensions about it? Like, did you were you afraid? Okay, so what? like, yeah, yeah. So like Stephanie said, I'm a very private person and don't like, you know, just to broadcast my business. And after after I started writing, I felt, you know, comfortable with sharing my story because I knew that it would definitely encourage and empower another single mom. Yeah. How about you, Stephanie? Same here. Um, I'm not like I said, I'm not a very public person like even on Facebook I'm literally on there for work purposes so <laughs> um, I'm not there to like you know make new friends and stuff like that but for me um my mom has always told me she was like you know every time I complain about different things that I'm going through or you know why I gotta go through this whatever and she was like Stephanie this is not your life is not your own like you don't mm -hmm. stuff doesn't happen to you it happens through you and for you. Mm. So um, I saw this as an opportunity to share, to begin to share my story. Cause even in my chapter, I really didn't go into a whole lot of details about how I became a single mom, but I, you know, kind of shared some of the lessons that I've learned in the two years that I've been a mother. Now I'm the oldest of eight. So, you know, I thought that I had like a <laughs> leg up on, you know, being a parent, but you know, Having a two-year-old little boy running around all the time in yeah. business, <laughs> like I have to give it to my mom. She has eight kids, and I'm like, Jesus! Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I I identify with that. My last my my youngest son. I was 32 when I had him. Compared to I was 21 when I had my first son. And I was like, ooh, being pregnant in your 30s is different. <laughs> I was like, okay, I know this is the last time I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah, see, I was 33 when I had my first one. So so it's it's been an adjustment. And I mean, I wanted to wait for a while anyway, because I didn't want to just, you know, have a kid and then, you know, my life be messed up and mm -hmm. not ready to be a parent, you know, but. It's been an experience. Ah, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> so what has doing this, what has this experience like taught you about yourself? Latoya. For me, I didn't realize I had a story, you know, what? I've been through a lot. <laughs> I Ain't started from the very bottom. Wow. Doing what? everything by myself. And I just like, look at me now. Yeah. So, so what, what will the readers, once they read your story and get to the mm -hmm. end and 
just take it all in. What is the, mm-hmm. like, what's the theme? What's the message that they're going to get from your story? What's the inspiration? Nothing changes if nothing changes. You, you can pray all day until you blew in the face, but if you don't change your situation, mm-hmm. then nothing is going to change. You have to give God something to put his hand on. Mm. Yes, I love that. What about you, Stephanie? What's the common theme? Like when a woman reads your story and she just takes away, what encouragement is she going to get from your story? Um, Well, one of them is to dispel all the myths of being a single mom. Like there's a stigma to being a single mom, but, you know, or what a mother means, you know, everyone wants to identify who, what a mother looks like based off of either their mother or somebody else they met. But it's like, mm-hmm. mother is such a, a broad term. So you mm-hmm. make, you make it what it is, you know, you, you, you define who you are as a mother. And then the other thing I, um, I want people to take away is to allow God to show you how to parent. So many times we parent based off of how our parents parented or, you know, I like how my parents did this, so I'm not going to do that. And so I found myself in a lot of situations to where I would be getting on my son about doing things. I'm like, no, don't do that. And then I'm like, oh, that's a teaching moment. OK, let me just stop. Let him let me let him be. And and so um, I've seen growth just with him. You know, there I talk to different friends of mine that have kids around his same age and they're like, oh, he 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 can analyze things pretty well and he can do this and he can do that. And that's because, one, I speak to him like he's a, a person. Mm-hmm. Like a, a soon to be grown man in, you know, 18 <laughs> years. Um, and, um, and then, you know, I just have candid conversations with him and I explain things to him, you know, even at two, you know, there's he understands a lot, you know. And so for me, it's it's understanding because it's 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 very um, how can I say it? It can be overwhelming to be a parent. It can be overwhelming to know how to parent a child, how, you know, what's what's the push, you know, what to push, what to hang back on, those types of things. And so a lot of times, you know, you you look at, oh, I screamed like 15 times today. Oh my God, I'm a bad parent. But sometimes it's just like, you know, sometimes your kid needs a little extra, you know, like, yeah. oh, like, dude. But sometimes it's just you just needing to realize like being a parent's not easy, you know, and then being a single mom and having to do it by yourself, especially having a male, you know, like in this day and time trying to raise Mm -hmm. a young black boy. I'm like, I pray all the time. I'm like, (laughs) show me how to be the mother that I need to be so that I can teach him how to be the man that he needs to be. Because, you know, it's hard. And, you know, I have brothers and stuff, but you know, that's not their child. And so it's like still ha- making sure that, you know, I'm stepping up and doing what I need to do. And one of the things for me, um, the I had some challenges with his dad. I mean, and he hasn't always been around and he hasn't always been doing what he's supposed to do. And so um, for me, I had to say, look, I need some healing because one thing I'm mm-hmm. not going to do is I'm not going to take my issues with his father with Mm -hmm. me and teach him to be disrespectful even though respect Mm -hmm. is earned but he needs to have the opportunity to decide whether he wants to have a relationship with his dad or not and i think a lot of times women we get caught up because we still you know love the person 
You know, we can be honest right. and just say, I still love the person that I had a kid with, but you may not like what they do all the time. I mean, there was obviously a connection enough for you to have that child with them. And so there's, it's always going to be a soul tie to some extent, you know, right. and so it's learning how to not let that hurt and all that other stuff dictate how you parent your child and dictate what you instill in that child. Cause I want him to love regardless. I want him to love regardless of how people treat him, but he needs to set boundaries. So, you know, a lot of the things in my, um, in my chapter is just, you know, encouraging a mom with the three different lessons that I've learned of just, you know, letting God be your guide and teaching you how to parent that child. Cause he was the one that gave you that child to begin with. He was the one that, put that child the seed of what that child is to become. And so for us to sit up here and say, oh, I know what to do with my kid. No, he gave us this child for us to be um, parents over and for us to mold and make him. He's a seed and literally he just needs to grow and and become who he's supposed to be. And so he, you know, I, I take my position as a parent seriously because like this is an opportunity for me to help create another person in society that could be the next Obama or yes. whatever be the case. And so, you know, or the person that, that cures cancer or cures AIDS, you know, I, I don't know who he's going to become, but God does. He knew, he knew him before the foundation of the world. And I might not have liked how he came, you know, how I, he was birthed, but yeah. that doesn't make him a mistake. That doesn't make him any less relevant or anything like that. And so I think for me, it's just learning that, you know, how they came into the world doesn't matter. It's what you do with them once they're here. Yes. Yeah. Kata, you got any questions for the ladies? Definitely, 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 definitely. First, let me start with Latoya because when you read her chapter, <laughs> you know, no, I ain't gonna hit you on that side. No, 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 no. When you read your chapter, it really does speak to just, I, if I was to encapsulate that whole chapter, I would just call it mm -hmm. stepping out on faith, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Made, yeah. And not to get into any of the details, but what mm -hmm. made you decide to, you know, take that move out there to to Tampa and just to kind of basically start over, you know? I wanted better for him. I was living in a very small town. Jobs were limited. There was like nothing there for me to do with him. I wanted to bring him here. There were more opportunities for me. I knew that I could advance my career here in Florida. Okay. So how scary was that? It was scary. Like the first two months I was here, I contemplated on going back home. Really? <laughs> it was so different. It was fast. It was like, I was afraid of the traffic here. Yeah. I would try to go the on traffic. the back road to keep from getting on the interstate and, <laughs> yeah, it was scary, but I'm used to it now. I've been here for seven years, so I'm yeah. good now. Right. <laughs> so what? So what? What is it? What do you know now about your situation that you didn't know then that you could tell a woman that's going through that exact same thing? You can do anything you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. You just have to have a little faith. You have to pray. You have to include God in every situation in your life and stop trying to do everything on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in my chapter, I, I want to convey the message that, you know, the initial, you know, what, what you had envisioned for the way that your life is going to fall, uh, plan, you know, fall into place, 
the vision that you have for becoming a mother, getting married, you know, having the white picket fence, all of the stuff that I had envisioned. And when it didn't happen that way, um, I kind of got stuck for a moment and I felt like life was over for me because it's not working out the way I saw it. I've made a big mistake. You know, I'm now uh, I'm I'm six months pregnant. I'm going to have this baby by myself. You know, I'm shamed. I'm embarrassed. Um, the father just decided he didn't want the situation anymore. And how do I tell people that? You know, and now I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like he took choices away from me. And, you know, I was, you know, I was mad at him. I was mad at myself. I was really, I went through a lot of depression. And on top of that, I'm, I'm, I'm first time I've never been pregnant before. So I don't know what's going on with my body. I'm running to the emergency room every time something doesn't feel right. The people are like, Miss Warren, you can't keep coming up here. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your baby. Like, I don't know. He didn't kick this morning. <laughs> so, you know, going through all of those emotions and then going through it by myself and, you know, just feeling like a complete failure. I wanted my story to let women know that even though your plan fell apart, God's plan is way better. Mm -hmm. It may feel like life is over at that moment because, you know, nothing is working out how you thought it was. But please don't stop. Please don't give up. Mm -hmm. Keep going. You know, um, I look back on it and I'm glad that it happened the way it did because it taught me resilience. It taught me to pick myself up and keep going. And then I always look back on that moment and I always compare everything that I go through in life is. If I got through that, mm -hmm. I can get through anything mm -hmm. because that was one of my lowest points in life where I didn't want to live anymore. I really didn't. And I never thought I would feel that way. So I want all women to understand that if you're still breathing, then there's still purpose for you. There's still mm -hmm. a reason for you to be here. So don't ever give up and just let go and let God have it. Let him take over and stop being so tied to your own plan, because there is a saying, tell God your plan and watch him laugh at you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So I got I got to ask you two ladies, what's next? Because now you guys are soon to be best selling authors. <laughs> you know, you know, did y'all get the writing bug after writing this one? Yeah, so um I feel like my chapter was like just a snippet of what I have within me. So I'm an introvert and so I'm very um introspective. And so throughout the years I've often um journaled a lot. And sometimes when I've been in my depressed moments, um, I didn't journal and, you know, I would just stew in my stuff. But as I've um, started looking for healthier ways to, to deal with a lot of the struggles in my life, you know, I'm back journaling again. And so, like, literally just doing this book was just just doing the chapter was just like a, a push to say, OK, Stephanie, so you may need to create a, your own anthology and then also just write a full book about your experience. So 
yeah, there's more to come with that. And then, of course, because I have several businesses that I'm working on, um, you know, just growing those and taking those to the next level and just focusing on being a good mommy to CJ. <laughs> right, so this is this just kind of lit a fire, basically. <laughs> so now you look, you got look, she said her own anthology soon, coming soon, her own book. Yes. Everything, yes. you know, to, to reading that actually, because it does seem just from the little snippet I read, you got a story to tell. What about you, Latoya? What you got next coming? Yeah, I think I would probably write a book, a whole book, because we were limited on the number of words that we could actually use in our chapter. And I found I went way over (laughs) the allotted number. So, yeah, I I think I definitely write a whole book in the future. Yeah. So, you got a lot more to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An anthology is just a great way to light a fire under you Mm -hmm. because I had the same issue. I was like, once I submitted my chapter, I was like, I gotta take some words out, (laughs) (laughs) but I got more words to put in. But I had to go back to that college, you know, high school and college English class. Like, okay, so how do we make this concise? But still, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So I, I was close to the unlighted number that I had, but I sat there for a minute, you know, like going back. I have a little reader open on uh, on the internet, <laughs> the number count. I was like, hold up, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yep, I was watching that number count. Like closely, like I'm right there. I'm right on the edge. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, this part juicy. I don't want to take this part out. Right. <laughs> Which is why I made the decision to do it the way that I did it of doing my lessons. Cause then that gives you a snippet mm-hmm. of a little bit of what's mm-hmm. going on, but then it makes you say, Stephanie, I need you to write more. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I got more coming. I got more coming. Yes. Right, exactly. Katrin says, congratulations, ladies, and keep it going. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely keep it going because y'all got some books to write. It sounds like y'all got a lot more books to write. Yes. So what 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 one thing that you took away from this experience as far as becoming a first-time author, collaborating with other women, um, kind of like basically bearing your soul, you know, um, cause it's really scary to put intimate details of your life out there. Cause you don't know if people are going to connect with it. You don't know if they're going to criticize you. You don't know, you know how they're going to react to it. So in a sum total, um, do you feel like this experience has changed you any? I don't think it's changed me necessarily. Um, I think it's just bringing out what was already in me. Like I've known for a while that God's like placed on, on my heart to like share my story with different people, whether it was being a single mom or whatever it was throughout the years. Like I I know the calling that God has on my life and I I guess I was kind of (laughs) running. So this is just like reiterating that, like you already had this in you, like you just need to go ahead and do it and just, let your gifts make room for you. Awesome. What about you, Latoya? 
I don't think it changed me at all. Because even before I wrote the book, I would tell people, you know, how I got started with my first career and things like that. And they'd be, oh, wow, did that really happen? <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it changed me at all. It, I ain't going to lie. It was, um, was kind of therapeutic for me mm-hmm. because before I started writing stuff, um, and I've often heard people say that, that that writing, like journaling, is therapeutic. But me, I'm more of a talker. I like to talk stuff out. I'm not really good at writing things down. But once I started doing that, it started to unlock other things in my mind that I had forgot about, suppressed. And it took me back there. And it's kind of therapeutic for you to actually relive it you know, replay it in your head, you know, and understand that it couldn't have gone any different than it did. Mm -hmm. Just remember to take the lessons that you were supposed to take from it and apply those to your life going forward. Um, And it taught me a lot about forgiveness and forgiving, you know, people from my past. So I felt like hurt me and wronged me. And then it showed me my own role in a lot of my pain and a lot of the mistakes that I made. So that was, that was, that gave me the power to be able to release those people and forgive them. Also forgive myself and, and stop painting myself as a victim in every situation in my life. So it was real therapeutic. Yeah, it was therapeutic for me as well. And I think I'm a talker to <laughs> Erica. So mm-hmm. I like talking, like my mom was my first therapist, honestly. Um, <laughs> Um, even in therapy, when I first went to my therapist now, she's like, have you been in therapy before? before? I was like, does my mama kill? She would just let me talk as I talk stuff out. But yeah, for me, it was therapeutic, therapeutic as well, because it, not only did it show me myself, but it allowed God to talk to me. Because what happens with me, I'm like, I'll sit down and I'll be frustrated. And I'm like, God, I don't like this. And I don't like that. And I don't like this. And I don't like that. And then like by the end, I'm at peace and he's like, okay, well, I need you to do this and I need you to do that and I need you to handle this person like this. And so it also made me feel um, feel more love and compassion towards people, even after they've hurt me. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like me turning around, like sometimes it would be about my ex and I'm like, God, but I don't like this and I don't like that. And at the end, I'm like praying for him. I'm like, why am I praying for him? <laughs> but you know, sometimes God just has to show us. He was like, you needed grace. Mm-hmm. So you need grace. So you can't get mad because, you know, mm-hmm. you met, they're going through something too. So you just need to pray for people and then meet them where they are. Understand. Cause I think we, we set these expectations for people that mm-hmm. they can't meet, you know? And so then we're mad cause they can't meet the expectation. And so we just have to meet people where they are. And that's one thing that I'm learning through this whole, you know, thing is like meet them where they are. Like, I'm not happy all the time about, you know, how, my son's father decides to parent, but hey, I made yeah. the decision to be in my child's life 24-7. If he wants to do whatever, that's on him. Yes. They can have it out when he gets older, <laughs> but that's not on me to take that responsibility for their relationship. I just need to focus on mine. So, Yeah, yeah. that I'm takes like, a lot. I like that. As a matter of fact, I think that's uh, uh, your uh, lesson too. Losing the expectations <laughs> in that mm-hmm. chapter, I like how you had laid that out too um, in the book. What, what would be your advice to 
moms who are having a hard time losing those expectations. I think sometimes, like Erica mentioned, you think about wanting to have the white picket fence and you, you know, when those things don't happen the way that you expected them to, you tend to get down and depressed. What kind of advice would you give to moms who are going through that right now? It's just honestly be real with yourself. You know, I think a lot of times we we want to hold on to these um, fantasies because, you know, it it doesn't have us looking at why <laughs> we haven't reached the goals that we had that we decided on. And then also, I think a lot of times, you know, we have these ideas in our head of what we think we want. But then if we really had them, we'd be like, I don't really want that. Yeah, so I think a lot of times it's just going back and really looking at who you are as a person and just being honest with yourself, being honest with where you are and then realizing like, OK, so if you made some wrong decisions or whatever be the case, this is your life. Like you can't go back and say, oh, I don't like it. So can I have a new reality? Can we make this a Cinderella story? No, like Disney ain't real. It's fake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so like. A lot of times you're looking for happily ever afters as these like knight in shining armors or, you know, it's all good. There's all roses and, you know, butterfly. No, life is difficult. And so you just have to understand reality is reality. And, and when you are upfront with that and understand that, like, I'll give you an example for me being through this whole situation. I I was intending to get married to my to my son's father. And that was both of our expectations when we had our son. We didn't expect to have him when we did, but we both were in, under the same guise that, you know, we want to eventually have kids together. We want to get married and this is what we're doing. And so when everything unraveled the way it did, when he abandoned us, um, I was mad at him because I felt like one, you didn't tell me everything that I needed to know. Two, like my idea of what I wanted was marriage and a child with one, you know, like children with one person. Mm -hmm. And now you're forcing me to have to think about getting married and having a child with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, so it was those types of things where I just had to sit back. I literally was talking to my therapist about the other day and she was like, well, how do you come to this revelation? I said, well, the fact of the matter is, is I either get married and have another kid with whomever or I just don't have any more kids and I don't get married. <laughs> so you just have to be honest with yourself. You just got to, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I still have only one because I don't have it. <laughs> one and done. One and done. Yes. So basically what y'all saying is that life is not a Tyler Perry movie. It's, uh, it's not. It's, it's a little different. <laughs> It's not. Ooh, it it took me a while to let go of that fantasy because as a young girl growing up, I was very like Stephanie said, I was very introverted. I stayed in my room. I read romance novels. That was my way of escape. And so getting caught up in that fantasy world, I thought as a young girl, that's how love happens. It happens the way the people do it in the books. So that's how I was going to get love. I was going to meet my prince, Charming. <laughs> and we was going to get married and have what they said, 1.5 kids. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that's what it's I wanted. It's a dog. Oh, yeah. I don't want a no dog. dog. <laughs> or a kid and animals. <laughs> You know, and so when that did not happen, I was like, 
see the world the world has set me up yeah <laughs> you know so i hope that w- young women at that age who have you know those fantasies can read my story and understand you know don't don't have unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. you know be able to adjust and adapt to whatever situation comes your way and keep it moving because there's always something better down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I always think about. Is, you know, you're going through that hard time at that moment. And then, you know, months later, you're like, wow, okay, I'm good now. Like, I'm glad mm-hmm. I went through that. And so even even anything that I've gone through in my life, any any situation that's been hard, like I have struggled through it. But I've known that God has been gracious and has been keeping me. And so um, I realized that God's made me resilient. And from past experiences and past things that I've dealt with, he's put me in a situation so that I could handle this. Because had I been like 20 some years old and gone through what I just went through. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it would not be a good thing. <laughs> but now at this age, I can be mature and say, "Oh, I'm not gonna play the games that you know typical people would play. I'm not gonna let this hurt jade me. I'm not gonna let you know. I'm gonna be open and honest with people. So like even now, like I'm opening the door to wanting to have a conversation with a- another man, just just so I know that I can trust myself and that that I have discernment because my situation really put me in a position to where I was like questioning myself. I was questioning like my discernment, questioning mm. like how did I not see this? Like am I not smart? Like did yeah. I not like what happened? And I was out of state. Like I had moved to Chicago and so I wasn't even here in Atlanta. I moved back to Atlanta when I um halfway through my pregnancy. But I was just like, you know, it is what it is. And so during the time when I was pregnant, I had to use that time to just deal with, cause I, I'm from a Southern Baptist, you know, Georgia, and they don't play with the, you know, being out of wedlock and having kids. I mean, even now, that ain't cute. Mm-hmm. And so I had to deal with that. I had to deal with that within myself first so that when I did have to face my family and face, cause my dad was one of the last people that I told that I was pregnant. It was shocking that he didn't really realize that I was pregnant until, you know, I was five months <laughs> pregnant and I'm tiny, so it, it ain't like you <laughs> I, I was scared to talk. I was scared to tell him. I was scared to tell him and my pastors. I was like, oh God, I gotta tell them. Oh my gosh. My pastor, she was like, um, Pastor and Pastor Angie, he was like, they were, they were like, yeah, we could tell. Your your face is fatter. You know, but um, but yeah, so I had to deal with that internally within myself, you know, to be able to say, okay, I can deal with this. Um before I had to face the world. And so now I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable with sharing my story because I've dealt with it inside myself. So if someone comes at me and says, oh, you shouldn't have done this or you should have done that. I'm like, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it has passed, the kid's here. I don't know what else you want me to do. Right. Yeah. Like, he ain't going nowhere else. I mean, as much as he may try to go back up, he can't go back up. So. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. Well, ladies, <laughs> it has been such a pleasure that y'all joined us today. I have thoroughly enjoyed y'all's um, conversation in this, um, on this topic. I could do this all day and all night, as y'all can tell. <laughs> so before y'all go, why don't y'all tell 
reiterate where everybody can find you, how they connect with you. Latoya, how can everybody connect with you, follow you, um, whatever you want to let the people know? You can, you can connect with me on Facebook at Latoya Gordon and on Instagram at Latoya V. Gordon. Latoya V. Gordon. All right. Yep. Awesome. And Stephanie, what about you? And what for you me, um, you can see all the things that I'm doing um, by going to Facebook and Instagram and it's meetstephanie.co or you can go to my website at meetstephanie.co. All right. Awesome. Well, again, it was such a pleasure. Gator, you got any parting words before we get out of here? Man, again, it's just been awesome to be able to talk to these ladies and to kind of get some insight on what they went through. I just just implore anybody who's watching this, go download the book. I mean, let's make these ladies some bestsellers because they're already, you know, overachievers and overcomers. So make sure yeah, look you go at that beautiful that book. book. Look at the look at the look at the beautiful ladies right there. I'm telling you. Beautiful ladies. So y'all go download that book. Make us a best seller. That is the website right there. It's bit.ly forward slash dear single mom 21. Go ahead and download a copy on Amazon. Today it is $2.99. Go ahead and download that and make us all best selling authors. Do that. It's the best $2.99 I never spent. all right viewers and listeners thank y'all so much for joining us for another dope discussion and we will see y'all again next sunday same time same place good night good night